welcome to another episode of Big Mood Podcast. Uh, as you can see, there's only three of us, or well, maybe four if you include yeah. my cat. <laughs> yeah. um, He's going to make his presence known. I know. For sure. Come here. <laughs> he has to be involved all the time. Um, uh, for those of you who are... Uh-oh. That's not hey. a scratching post. Not a scratching post. <laughs> For those of you listening and not watching, it is I, Gina, Gina Darling. Who else do we have here? Nikki Blades. Woo! Yay! Oh, our beautiful guest Nikki Blades is here. I'm so happy. And we also have a non-pregnant. Non-pregnant tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Not Sexy. pregnant. How crazy. <laughs> I know. That sounds like, oh, God. Oh, wait. Hold on. Before I get into it, today's episode is all about life updates. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as you can see, there's a big, there's a big update. <laughs> <a> big update. <laughs> there's a thing running around the world now that didn't exist before this. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're being um, carried around right now. Being yeah. carried around, and Casey's not here because he's taking care of baby Luca. And behind yeah. the scenes, we got Pat running everything for Yay. us. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Yay. <laughs> um, so, ladies, how's it been? It's been a few months. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. I feel like I haven't seen you in extra long. For yeah, some you reason. had a baby last summer. A baby in you. Now in there's me. a baby out of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's been a while. Actually, I don't even know when it was. It must when? have been at uh, Nikki's house. Yeah, it was at Nikki's house. Yeah. Oh, dang. It was a long, long time, time ago. She's so let's lived there for months. Yeah, she's been in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's yeah. start off with our guests first. What's what's oh. going on, girl? Yeah. How you doing? What's new? You still look good. You smell great. I love you. Oh, Thank you. Take amazing. my credit cards. Ruin my credit cards. I know. Tiff sat in between us today. She was like, I need you guys to focus. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we can't keep having y'all smelling each other the whole episode. Like, it doesn't make for good. It's not good to listen to. Great to watch, but it doesn't it's make It's not helpful for that good. I'm smelling you, too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. I know. So distracting. Turn you on. Nikki, oh. walked into my, Nikki walked into my house, and immediately I suddenly just start, my back start arching. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it was, Gina opens the door. I was just like, oh, hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're back. I was like, hi, hey. love. I know you miss me. Think of me. Uh, side note, Lost Cherry Tom Ford is what I'm wearing. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And it it's good. mixed with uh, Good Girl by Carolina Herrera. Oh, mm. you mix your I own mix. perfumes? Yeah. Mm. Look at you. Mm-hmm. You got to make your own original sense. I want I you guys that. to remember me. I love uh, that. But work, 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 work. Still at the radio station, 99.7 Now in San Francisco. Big Bay mornings with the guys Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Nice. Doing that. Uh, we're actually in studio now. Oh, right. So I think the last time that I was here, we were still working remotely or maybe Mm. coming in every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So now in the studio, which is a completely different experience. Mm. Mind you, I like started a morning show with a brand new crew of people during the pandemic, had only met them once before started working and so now we're all in the studio together and that's been it's been interesting it's crazy how different life is from Mm -hmm. just doing the zoom to now being in person Mm -hmm. so that's been really good my son my dog son is doing well i was like wait what i was like surprise (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my dog son onyx but besides that it's just been you know got the sneaker company superb sportswear my original shoe design is going to be coming out later this year so I've started designing more. I've been um, co-owner in the company now for for yeah, almost a year. And I started designing. That's so so I have some new designs coming out this year. It's, I finally am tapping into the creative side that I kind of suppressed for a while. So um, I, be po- I post them on my Instagram from time oh. to time. But I'm like really nervous for them to start coming out. So I have some designs. Do you have sneak pictures already? Like sneak yeah. peeks? Mm-hmm. Oh, what is yeah. I want to see, I'll show you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going for like a lot of 
fun colors right now, seeing what the year's going to bring. I've just like been studying the fashion and where the trends are and then wanting to drop some that I've some designs that make it feel more me mm-hmm. and put that out there. And then, you know, still still with Tim and Rick. Yeah. Three <laughs> years now. We're three oh, years. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. We've been doing No Chaser for three wow. years. It really does. Oh, Tim texted me last night saying, hey, I forgot my watch at the studio. So yeah. Blade's going to bring it over. I'm like, cool. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> it's Burberry. <laughs> so oh, yeah, can, yeah. You can get something for it. I told him that I'm going to sell it. He goes, um, it's fake. I'm like, I'm going to tell everyone you wear fake shit now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's still like three years. Oh, Rick and I hung out for the first time, just him and I. Oh, what? Yeah. What? For the first time. For the first time. We've never hung out just one on one. What'd you guys do? Uh to went to the Clippers game. Oh nice. Yeah, he's a Lakers fan, but mm-hmm. um we went to the Clippers game and it was actually really cool. And Tim oh. was like, Oh, so you guys just talk shit about me the whole time. <laughs> No, you're not that important. We talked about everything else. But that's pretty much it. Birthday just passed. Oh, happy when? belated. Yes, thank you. March 10th. <gasps> happy oh. belated birthday. Thank you. I'm going to pop a titty for you or something. For <laughs> Don't birthday. worry. You'll give me my present later. <laughs> yes. yes. I just wanted to. I'll like, watch. <laughs> so like, I love when you guys celebrate. <laughs> Such a different type of celebration. You <laughs> Why is everyone naked? It's Vietnamese culture. You know, that's what we do. Right. There's food. There's food and nudity perfect combination that is all i want for my birthday besides a big booty hoe that is everything i want but that's that's pretty much you know that's pretty much it and a lot of stuff behind the scenes trying to constantly work on you know we never stop Mm-hmm. But yeah, yay! Nice. That's fun. Congratulations okay. on the sneakers and everything. Yeah, awesome. I can't wait to see what they look like. Yeah, yeah. I I want to say for a while I've been feeling like something's been missing mm-hmm. creatively. Mm-hmm. You know, we have work and you start falling into a routine, and that's always exciting initially. And then once you're in your zone, you're like, okay, what else do I need? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't feel like painting. I don't feel like drawing necessarily. But as the guys with the company with Superb, they're like, yo, go in. Just just go in. Whatever you're feeling, this is your company. Own it. So I started designing. And I was like, oh, wow. I forgot that I really love doing that. And I'm that's excited awesome. to yeah. see it like in my hand. Yeah. So that's going to um, we're getting samples together. I'm also going to be designing a sportswear line with them. Oh. So fitness, getting back into my fitness. Oh, you're not nice. Awesome. Yeah. Once your sneakers Busy. come out, it gets big. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it from you first because I know you personally. Then I can resell it in the market. <laughs> yeah. Make hella money. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh-huh. I'm going to sign them too. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to kiss them. Yeah. I'm going to spray them with perfume. Get extra. perfume. Right, yeah. you got that's you got to charge more for that. Yeah, true. That's right, it's going to be a bidding war. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna just you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say this now, and it's gonna come out eventually because I think this might be it. Mm. You know how the soles of the sneakers on the inside? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just put a fucking bikini picture of me in there. <gasps> sneak, oh. sneak like a like a hot photo of myself yeah. in the soles of the yeah. sneaker, and then that's the exclusive. Put like that's genius. Design like sick. a whole blade shoe, and yeah. then have me on the inside. That's tight. I like oh, that. one out of every thousand is a full naked one. Oh, oh my god. god, that's and the most got, expensive one. And then one, you gotta yeah. like bid for them. We don't know. Yeah. It's like a random number. You'd be like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a like a surprise box, like right. a mystery. Yeah, and then just like the lace covers the nipples. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just have like a lace 
just on the tongue of the shoe. It's a picture of me, and then it's like naked, but then the laces are covering all the all the bits that need to be covered. And if you unlace the shoes, you might get to see a titty. Oh, Look at that! Yeah, Ooh, interactive sneakers. Yeah, there yeah, you that's go. fun. Um, that's like my uh. So my sister's a big like K-pop fan, like the BTS thing or whatever. Oh yeah. And in their album, because their album comes in like a box, and in every box is a photo. Like it's a different photo, and like people collect them like cars. Like, do you have this one? I have oh. Whatever. So yeah. Do you remember? Uh, when the Spice Girls they had the oh. with the lollipops yeah, yeah, and they yeah. had the stickers mm-hmm. inside the lollipops and everybody would collect mm-hmm. the stickers and you, they would have like numbers and you would try to see which ones you would get yeah that's genius yeah. having yeah. a collectible item because mm-hmm. then people they'll imagine they get like 10 of the same one they're like right. fuck yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah buy all of them just keep buying them because <laughs> <Just keep them. laughs> <Just keep laughs> they need get. to collect them all the, I am going to make that happen. Yeah, I'm going to happen. We're going to take it back, and we'll do the whole lollipop Yay. thing I too. When well, you were talking about the soles, I thought you meant like the bottom part of it. So wow. then when you press, because then I pictured like your your lip imprint, like whenever you step on on dirt <gasps> or sand or something. Oh my god! Your lips. Yo, you like you should be paying us for this marketing <laughs> this, team right this here. This whole brainstorm session. Yeah. Hi, welcome. I we're updating it. and what <laughs> we're going to be putting out. So when those shoes drop, you know who I have to pay now. There we go. Yes. There too. That would yeah. be genius. Yeah, that'd be cute. And the fire cool, your marketing team. I am the marketing team. <laughs> okay, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I love the marketing team. It's <laughs> like I am right now. It's <laughs> like this is perfect. But that's that's the difference between collaborating with a company and being able to have like creative rights yeah. over something. Because now, whatever how wild it may seem, it's like no, that's totally possible. It's mm-hmm. like oh, why don't we do this? And that opens up for other people too to become way more creative. Yeah. I recently saw they try to do it's like the sneaker and you can fill it up with water. Not the in like oh, I saw that. Yeah. 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 and I'm like look is it realistic? Absolutely not. Is there a use for it? Yes. When you think about it, you could put the hot water so when your feet are swollen, yeah. you can, you know, use the hot water and yeah, a little relax your portable feet. portable spa. But we know that's not what anybody's mm-hmm. using it no, for. We're going to use that. We're going to fill it up with Hennessy. Right. <laughs> we go to clubs. Take a drink out you my shoe. You would drink Hennessy when you're feet soaking shoe? in it? Yeah. Oh no no no! There's a different layer under. This yeah. is between layers. Oh, right. I didn't so it's know almost that. like a bag. So mm-hmm. it's like a bag, and you fill it up. I didn't up know and your that when I first saw it, and so I just you thought, thought your foot like, was wet. Yeah, I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, why trench are people foot, gonna dude. be right? just like <laughs> soggy and shit? No. And then you're wearing socks. Gross. <laughs> that would be the perfect festival shoe. Mm-hmm. Make it a platform. Here we go, Gina. This is for this is your idea. Yep. Ready? I'm giving this one to you. Okay. We'll sign the paperwork after. Okay. okay. Make it like a platform, or like a go-go boot. Mm-hmm. And so everybody, when they go to all the festivals, they can be putting all the liquids inside of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Seal that thing up. Yep. It's like those clear shoes, <laughs> you know? For like, free, girl, for free stuff. No, no, no. You still have to wear like that. I come with <laughs> a toenail. <laughs> I know that. I know that. You got to hide the toenail. Okay? You see this? Okay. That's okay. That business free. women. Business yeah, women. Business women. Yeah. I love how your other one's facing down. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, you know, side note, <laughs> F you internet for making me not able to show my for feet real. and making it weird. It's yeah. weird now. It's, it's weird. weird now. But yes, so you can fill it up. Because mm-hmm. are they going to tell you you can't take your shoe in? Mm-hmm. Right? Dump your shoes out? <laughs> Dump your shoes out. Yeah. They, they you have, have to drain your shoes. They put a sign up, drain, drain your, your shoes, shoes before coming in. But yeah, you can make go-go ones or like for... They got stripper heroes that you can fill in with like tips and stuff. So you can do that. Stripper heroes? The heels. Heels. Like, oh, so you, heels. The clear heels. You can fill yeah. it up with stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, but those aren't as comfortable. We need no. we need a platform. We need something that you can actually walk around in mm-hmm. and get full use out of. So That's when true. those drops, what are we going to name them? Mm. Something. Sip. Something about sip. 
step and sips sip and steps <laughs> sip steppers lemon pepper step sippers <laughs> <laughs> now we had wings in our shoes. <laughs> I know. Well, that part, that part, you got seasoning on your feet. Fill it in with whatever you want. Whatever okay? it's wings, you like. it's wings. <laughs> That's genius. So when those drop in 2023, mm-hmm. um, cop your pair. No. Now we got to work on that now. Yay. I need money. I'm trying to quit. <laughs> I'm trying to do nothing. Okay. I want to. I want to do nothing. That's so fun. Just to to brainstorm your own product, though. That's really that's really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, so excited to see what you come up with. It feels like now when you start getting into that space, like everything seems possible. Mm-hmm. Before, I wouldn't think that it's, you know, as accessible as it is, because mm-hmm. when you're not in that world, it seems so far away. But then when you're in it, you're like, oh, my God, I can make anything. I can mm-hmm. do anything I can create. I can find other people yeah. that are doing the same thing. So it's it's fun. Because what's, now that world feels unlocked. What's yeah. the sneaker company or brand called? Superb Sportswear. Superb Sportswear. Mm. So is that I gotta, the same? Because um, I remember you had your own merch line. Yeah. That so that was different. Okay. That was different. That was just all me. I did that myself. Um, that was with NikkiBlades.com. Mm. I designed all of the merch. And I love clothing. Mm. I love the designing part of it. And so when I when I dropped that, you know, everybody got to come out with their own line. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because people want to wear me. Yeah, I was like, all right, y'all want y'all want to walk around with me on your shirt, like yeah. that's dope. So I designed all that, like every step of the process. I'm so like attention to detail when it comes to, like the fabrics and the mm-hmm. customer experience for the amount of PR boxes. And the amount of companies that we've worked with, it would be so disappointing to have someone that knows the ins and outs of it to drop something that wasn't like a good yeah. product. Yeah. So I was really really focused on making sure that when people got it, it wasn't like, oh, it's clearly janky or Mm. we felt cheap. So that was separate, but it helped prep me for working with the company because I know what I like Mm -hmm. and I know whatever I put my name on, I want it to feel like I care about you and I'm not just trying to get money because it's really easy to just put stuff out, get that bread and move on. Mm -hmm. But you want people to have that experience. So yeah, yeah, so it's separate. So my partners, um, they're super creative. They're amazing. The company, like they were really about putting a woman Mm -hmm. in the company. They were like, we want that. And so I've been working. I modeled for them years ago and that's how it started yeah so i started off uh, modeling with them and we just kept that relationship and they weren't even making shoes when i was working with them it was all clothing Mm. and then jokingly on one of our trips i was like um oh yeah superb's gonna come out with sneakers this that and the third and then they kept that clip and when they dropped the sneakers it was like yeah you called it about like five years ago yeah so they're really supportive and they're all about like our group chat is like hey what do you want to do Make it happen. Like, just don't think no more. Just like start creating. And you already we'll... gave us a great idea with the sneakers. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we want you. So uh, before anybody else steals you and realizes that you can do this, they're like, we want it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's um, that's separate. It's uh, completely two different worlds. But mm. now it's allowed me to have access to get back into that and kind of like a bigger um like I have a company behind me now yeah. versus just me having to do it myself. Right. And now they're like, no, cool. We got samples. You got to fly out. They're based out of San Diego. So nice. I'm out this way, you know, pretty yeah. often. Thank you. <laughs> Bravo. Yay. We work. We work. <laughs> so awesome. 
Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's I'm so exciting. buying everything. I'm stealing everything. I'm reselling everything. Oh, yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this whole, that outfit actually I'm selling on my, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to sell it on, but I got to find something. I've never seen Nikki wear an outfit more than once. <laughs> She's That's always in a new outfit. I'm like in awe. I'm like, damn, I've been wearing the same sweater for the last two months. <laughs> You know, she still smells sexy. <laughs> well, y'all get a different side of me. My morning show crew would probably think that um, that I'm homeless and I never wear makeup. <laughs> oh, because you're not on camera. Because I'm not. We are on camera ish because mm. we post stuff for social. But mm. yeah, trying to learn how to dress at three thirty in the morning. <laughs> you know, like I have become very comfortable not wearing makeup. Yeah. And also, you know, I look at my co-host and I'm like, well, all you men are taken and you're gay. And, uh, <laughs> so you're not interested in me. You're not interested in me. And you're not interested in me. So I'm not going to try. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at least I'm clean. That's all you guys get. Mm-hmm. I wear the same stuff all the time. We are in sweats. We're in hoodies, workout clothes. I maybe get dressed every once in a while. And they look at me like, What's wrong with you? Yeah. Really? <laughs> They're not like, what? Look at this eye candy now. I am literally like an annoying little sister to them. I love that. So I could be. That's d- your role. That's yeah. your role. Yeah. yeah. I, love I could that. be dressed to the to the T and they're going to be like, all right, bitch. Don't look at me in the morning. <laughs> but okay. we get the opposite. Like if you showed up in sweats here, we're like, what's wrong? Are you all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I wear jeans. That's true. Like if I wear jeans, they're like. <laughs> that's right i've never seen you in jeans yeah you don't oh, wear yeah. jeans not really oh. jeans are uncomfortable oh. unless they're like a certain company that makes stretchy jeans for girls with booties these look like jeggings jeans, but they're not they're not they're, these are leggings like oh. from, yeah i've been living in these for like <laughs> See, the last like, four years <laughs> those make you look like you're put together like mm-hmm. you put effort in your day i don't own those mm-hmm. the jeans that i have are like actual denim jeans yeah. and i'm like i can't sit for five hours in these mm-hmm. really uncomfortable but i've actually find that to be the opposite or i have found that to be the opposite for many many years but now ever since the pandemic now i'm like sweats all the way sweats like, je- like i'm wearing these jeans right now and They're i'm cute. surprised they even fit but these are kind of stretchy-ish. Ah. So these are more comfortable. But I agree. Like, they're not they're comfortable not, anymore. <laughs> no. I've been living in leggings. Like, I wear workout clothes to work mm-hmm. because I'm going to go work out after work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is the point? Yeah. And I don't go out. So whenever I get to be on camera with you guys or with, you know, the podcast, I'm like, sweet. I have all these outfits that I actually get to wear. I'm going to get dressed. I'm yeah. going to, you know, not have to wake up at the ass crack of dawn. Actually, it's not even <laughs> dawn when I wake up. It's nighttime. Still. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you you wake up when I'm still in the middle of gaming. At yeah. Night. That's oh, insane. Yeah. I would oh. I would post when like. You know the get ready with me. Yeah. Like, wake up a day in my life. No, I'm tired. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> it's three thirty in the morning. I got a forty minute drive. Ain't Damn. nobody happy around that time. No. And Dude. if you wake up chipper at three thirty in the morning, you're a serial killer. <laughs> you didn't go racist. to sleep. Oh, you're like racist. So, so, <laughs> there's only two. No. Yeah. There's no between. No. Or you're a racist serial killer. Fuck it. Dude, yeah. I, I would always be asleep at three a.m. like oh. for my whole life, and now I'm up at yeah. three a.m. breastfeeding a newborn. <laughs> So I miss not, I know what that's like. I I I miss night time. Mm. Like I'm such a night owl. Mm. Uh what time do you go to sleep now that you have to wake up at three? Well, For real. Uh, I go to sleep by ten. That's so, not even huh. enough. It's yeah. I know, but I nap. <laughs> but I nap. Smooth brain. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I use my fingers all the time to the couch. Dude, I'm laughing, but I would totally do yeah, the same, I would do the same thing. Uh no, I go to sleep at like ten. I Amongst the group, I am clearly the one that they think is like, ah, she's out, she party, she go. No, I just at the gym, 
Mm-hmm. And I try to see my friends when I can so that I don't become super antisocial and just like into that life. Mm-hmm. Do I get enough sleep? Ooh, no. You scared me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, something feels cold. <laughs> but I'd... Um, yeah, so I go. To, I tr- I've tried to go to sleep at ten. That's really difficult because the rest of the people around mm-hmm. me are like out, or they're yeah. getting off work, not that you know, or they're getting ready to go into work. All my nightlife friends or all my entertainment friends, nobody. I'll be getting text messages from people. They're like, "Good morning," and I'll be like, "I know you didn't go to sleep yet." Keep Good morning from the club, right? I'm like, "Keep living your best life," because being responsible is horrible. Every day, I tell you, every day I think about. You need more mom friends. Because I'm going to sleep early. But all my friends are moms. (laughs) What? And all all my friends are moms. I think I'm the only friend who doesn't have a kid. They're out. And they're out because they're old. All their kids are older, oh, so they're like sense. not new moms. I don't have That's no true. new mommy yeah, friends. New mom. Because uh, I was like that too. All these years, yeah, I'd be going out too, and Isaac's like chilling with his dad, yeah. or he's fine, independent. Yeah, but yeah, now with this new one, now I I'm in living the new mom life. Okay, again. so we could be on the same text yeah. schedule. I love it. And then the weekends, Gene and I could be here. You go. But all my friends are moms. Mm-hmm. All my friends are moms. I love it. Because they're responsible. Yeah. I like that. I like having friends that have shit to lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if anybody else has experienced this. Like, you hit a certain point in life where you're like, look, the company you keep really does affect oh, your yeah. life. Oh, yeah. Fuck um, yeah. So I don't have, like, friends that are, you know, my friends be out. Y'all hoes be out. <laughs> I'm too tired for that because I have a job now. But... Everybody has something that they have to live for besides just themselves. And let's be mm-hmm. real. When you ain't got no kids, you don't really have a lot of responsibilities. You are reckless because you're just yeah. like living your best life or whatever that is. But when you've got friends that are responsible and they have people that like care about them and they have to care about, they move a little different. So there's times where it's like, yo, does this feel like the smartest thing to do? Mm-hmm. No. Cool. We're not even testing the waters on yeah. some stuff so it's nice i have yeah. most of them i think that applies when or in terms of like having like being a parent and being careful to like when you're older because yeah. i've i've had isaac since i was 18 and you see me skydiving as much as possible because yeah. i fucking love it or like riding a motorcycle and being all dangerous and mm-hmm. shit and people are all judging me like you have a child you need I, to be more careful and i'm like but i'm young yeah <laughs> let me live my life <clears throat> regardless of what you do you still have to live for you and yeah. even like doing those activities don't seem as like oh you go skydiving as a mom like i don't think that anyone should be judging you for that now the person going out at the club or missing their kids uh you know recitals recitals and that stuff like oh that's more irresponsible and dangerous than i think you wanting to live an exciting life yeah and the thing is stop fucking judging all the moms that's true stop doing Mm -hmm. that because now y'all parents were reckless as (laughs) oh yeah we if you really think about who raised most of us Mm -hmm. they didn't have a microscope on them Mm -hmm. and people judging them constantly and being like why are you doing this and why are you doing that first off all of our parents are partying okay Mm -hmm. they were all out it's true yeah they were telling us get the hell out of the house and we didn't know what they were doing and nobody knew what they were doing my daddy was getting arrested (laughs) okay my dad was partying actually my parents were partying dude i was partying with my parents i'm mexican at the parties i would sneak beer like all the time like all my cousins we get fucked up yeah Hey, I'm Hawaiian. They taught us how to bartend early. Like, hey, you see the cup empty, grab another one. They taught us how to make tips. Oh, hospitality. We were like raised to know how to like 
provide customer service mm-hmm. and there's an opportunity to make money because you know all the family events there's gambling everybody's like betting on something there's some sort of game going on and there's money everywhere mm-hmm. so they would be like look if you want to figure out how to get some of this money you better be like oh do you need another That's drink work. Yeah, they taught us yeah. real, real early. But yeah, so my friends, they, they, you know, it's a nice balance. Mm-hmm. And they're really understanding because I have a job. Yeah. So I don't get the guilt trip, which is nice. But I can only imagine a few years ago with like the friends that I was around. Mm-hmm. Oh, the relationship I was in. Man, that's mm-hmm. honestly probably why my relationship ended when I got a job. Mm-hmm. I I've heard of that before. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I can't do the things that I was able to do before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on a completely different schedule. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's really tough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Nice. Okay. Enough about me. <laughs> Y'all already know me. So it's not, I've been I've been here enough times. I'm going to take Gina's stuff. So let's talk to Tiff. <laughs> Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your laptop exposed at the coffee shop table while you run to the bathroom. Most of the time you're probably fine, but what if one day you come out of the bathroom and your laptop is gone? Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, either it be cafes, hotels, airports, any hacker on the same network can gain access to your personal data like passwords or your financial details. Your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling personal info on the dark web. ExpressVPNs have an encrypted tunnel, which creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It takes a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. It's also very easy to use. Just fire up the app and click one button to get it protected. It also works on all devices from phones to laptops and tablets and more. So you can always stay secure wherever you go. For me, I have a bunch of accounts like social media and other companies and even my bank accounts that I don't want people to find out. That's why I use ExpressVPN. So secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash big mood. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash big mood. You can get an extra three months for free. Once again, that's expressvpn.com slash big mood. You know, for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I can tell you for a fact it was not one in mine. I took French in high school and all I remember is how to count from one to like 20 and that's it. Like. I cannot use French to save my life. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad or connecting in a deeper way with your family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. So I've been taking French and I can now say good morning, good afternoon. Can I have the check, please? Um, I don't know, so many fun things because I have traveled to France a couple times. And now ever since I've been using Babbel, I'm like, oh, I feel a lot more confident next time I get to go visit France, hopefully soon. So anyway, Babbel's 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel in a addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. 
Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash bigmood. That's babbel.com slash bigmood for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Tiffany. Yeah. You know Non-pregnant. Not pregnant. Not pregnant. Yeah. There's no beba in yeah. there. I know. So tomorrow he turns two months. Yay. Yeah. He's going to be two months old tomorrow. And man, it was wild. So the last time I talked about like my birth plan and stuff, neither of you guys were here. Mm. But like the audience knows, like I was talking about wanting to have a birth center, birth and as natural as possible. And unfortunately, that, that didn't happen. That is so insane to me. Okay, so yeah, what? well, because no I was drugs. prepping, I wow. was I was mentally preparing and like educating myself and like learning about the natural physiological process of birth and how we're meant to give birth and like mm -hmm. our bodies are built perfectly to the T. Like we're supposed to give birth on our own, like without assistance, and we're able to tap into a euphoric labor. Like we're okay. we're able to not be. It, like it is somewhat painful but like not t not torturous though it's not okay. supposed to be torturous okay. we're supposed to see like that yeah. like that mentality is what society feeds us mainly okay. like the media mm. and, and because we're already coming into it scared like you know the fear just creates more fear and mm. like more pain and it's a it's a pain cycle it's not supposed to be like that and okay. i i was educating myself on the fact that it's supposed to be euphoric and like pleasant and like just a beautiful Kind of time, kind of what they've made us think like the hippie dippy people were talking about because there's like, oh, whenever I hear somebody talking about birth is so beautiful, they've yeah, kind of painted it a particular like it, like way. Like you're crazy because you yeah. think that and it's insane because it's the actual opposite. Okay. <laughs> like you're that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, OK. Just keep, like keep it, letting us know. No, it's like this. It's like imagine as a society everyone would talk about every time you take a shit you need a push and it's supposed to hurt oh yeah. every time you take a shit it's supposed to hurt that's mm. fucking wild right i would not want to poop yeah exactly and that's exactly what society has done around labor yeah like it's a physiological process like when you breathe when you swallow when you poop mm -hmm. it's all like your body knows what it's doing and it right. does it on its own that's what labor is supposed to be like anyway I, that's what i was preparing for and I was trying to give birth at a birth center. I had the option to do it at home, but I'm like, oh, it was my first time. I want to do it For, forgive at me. a birth center. Forgive me. What exactly is a birth center? So at a birth center, there'll be a midwife instead of a doctor. So doctors are trained for emergencies. Okay. Like they're trained to help with like, there's a problem. I'm going to fix it. But being in labor and not having any risk, like if you're low risk, like your baby's healthy, you're healthy. There is no problem to fix. Okay. It's just... You just receive the kid and that's it. Okay. But because doctors are trained to fix problems, that's what OBGYNs do. And like they're great surgeons. They're great at helping emergencies. But most of uh, most of almost everyone that's going into labor is not an emergency. Okay. But they treat labor as it's an emergency. So at a birth center, it's more understood that, yeah, it's like this isn't an emergency. This is a natural process we're gonna create an environment for you that feels homey and low lights because like that's like animals they deliver in like low oh, lights yeah. quiet mm -hmm. that's we're animals like we're supposed to deliver in that sense but hospitals bright lights hectic yeah lots of people it's fucked up <laughs> 
And so, like, that's what the birth center was supposed to be. Like, okay. It's supposed to be, like, a homey, nice, calm vibe where I get to, like, channel, like, just go internally and like let my body do its thing Mm -hmm. and have a nice blissful birth that's what it's supposed to be like and so they have midwives and so midwives are trained for that to just let your body do its thing kind of thing anyway so my birth center that i went to what i was supposed to go to they don't they only take low risk right because remember it's like low risk you're meant for natural Mm -hmm. happy birth higher risk now you got to go to the hospital because we don't know what's going to happen and you got to be safe complications yeah okay okay so what happens if you have a massive complication at a birthing center is there a doctor um so (laughs) they have procedures to transfer you to hospital okay like the the actual hospital rate transfer rate is like minuscule like it's so 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 rare because that's how rare actual emergencies are Mm -hmm. in labor in in the proper place with all the proper yeah steps being taken exactly the proper okay. steps because once you go to hospital it's intervention after intervention after intervention uh-huh. but and in the birthing center can they like sew you if needed c-section or, uh, no it's not c-section no c-section so what if right. you tear and well, is so, there someone there to sew you um if you well so that's the other thing too it's like you're not you're not supposed to tear like if you're <gasps> if you're if you're doing everything correctly uh-huh. and you're you're going into it with your with your brain prepared and you're like visualizing yourself open and Mm -hmm. you're breathing through everything you're being grateful and you're being happy your body is meant for your to push out your child Mm -hmm. so your body will create the space for your child to come out Mm -hmm. if you are allowed that that space but like for me for example i couldn't have that i'm gonna do a whole video on my own channel where Mm -hmm. i really talk about the entire birth story and go into details but pretty much to sum it all up i had to go to a hospital um and because i was five days too short from being able to be accepted at, at the birth center i was 36 weeks in two days and i had to be 37 weeks in order to be at the birth center and that's like like low risk like full term mm-hmm. because i was 36 weeks in two days when my water broke that means baby's technically preterm so preemie now okay even though it's five days short like that's just that's the hard cutoff so I had to go to a hospital. I go to the hospital and I'm like adamant that I don't want a C-section. I Isaac was a C-section. And so generally speaking in this world, if you've had one C-section, they want you to have another one because it's just easier. Like it's just like you already had this procedure done. Let's just make sure you just have it again and just get it. Get the fuck out of here and have your baby. Wow. Like, it's just like get, get in and get out. Like that's mm. what the hospital process is like. And so I once I got admitted, they're like, well, you've never come to like i didn't go to the hospital i didn't have a, a doctor there i didn't have an ob right. so i'm like a complete stranger off the street and they're oh, like wow. well we don't know your history and i'm like well i'll send you all my history and so i had my midwife's fax everything um but they were like yeah it's really up to the doctor if he's gonna let you give uh it's called a tolac so trial of labor after cesarean or AKA a VBAC, which is vaginal birth after cesarean. Mm-hmm. So that's like, they have these terms after you've had a cesarean, like now you're a completely different kind of patient. Oh. Because there's a 1%, 1% chance that my incision can open mm. from the C-section. Mm. But because of that 1%, they're like, it's a huge risk. Like, even at just, 1%. They, they treat it because of the liability. Right. They mm-hmm. treat it like as if like that's going to happen to you. So let's just give you a C-section. Oh, like that's how they view everything because of the liability. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, so then um, 
I was really adamant. I'm like, if if the doctor that comes in and like, because there was three doctors on call and the first one that they gave me or whatever, they were like, well, let's see if he'll let you do a TOLAC. Um, and if not, then we're just going to have to prep you for surgery. I'm like, if he's going to, if he's not going to let me do a TOLAC, I'm checking myself out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to another fucking hospital. Like, yeah. I was like, that's, that already was the, the, the introduction to my experience in the hospital yeah. already. Mm. And it was just really disappointing because I I had to fight for what I wanted and what I wanted to happen to my body and to my baby. And it was really stressful. It was literally the exact opposite of what I wanted my experience to be like. Like, for example, like I didn't want to have any cerv- cervical checks. Like there's other ways to tell like how dilated you are to see mm-hmm. how far along you are. But they were just like, no, 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 we have to stick our fingers up your vagina to see how far along you are. So it's like the first time I was like, okay, fine. This one fucking time. So you know how far along I am. I was only one centimeter dilated when they checked me. And then from then on, because he was preterm, they were telling me that they were going to give me this drug called Pitocin to stimulate my contractions to push, like to induce, to mm-hmm. like make sure I go into labor because of this. Another thing too with the hospitals, it's like, oh, you're on a clock now. Like you need to make sure that you get this kid out at a certain time or else C-section, like everything, oh, wow. every road leads to C-section. Jeez. And and then with that kind of stress, like your I, body shuts down. I mean, I'm stressed for you yeah. right now. I could only imagine going... I. I did watch my friend um, give birth, mm-hmm. but it was a very different experience than, you know, than what I'm hearing with this. She was in labor for a long time. I mean, it was just completely different. So I watched that experience and it wasn't hectic. It wasn't mm-hmm. hectic. It wasn't chaotic. But I can totally feel like I can feel your stress sitting next to you. And I can yeah. only imagine having a plan in my head mm-hmm. and being told no, which yeah. nobody wants to hear. Yeah. And then feeling not heard. Mm hmm. And just everything not going accordingly. Yeah, I was trying to be really flexible, too, because they always say, like, sure, you can have a birth plan, but that could all go out the window. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me be realistic. I'm not going to be rigid. Like, baby came early. Water broke early. um, And so... I, I was trying to be as realistic as I could possibly be because baby's now preterm. Um, I was like, okay, fine. You want to give me Pitocin to speed up labor because it's already been six hours since my water broke or 12 hours, I think, since my water broke. Okay, fine. And like I wasn't I wasn't progressing enough. Like I was having contractions, but they weren't consistent. But then they do an ultrasound and they were like, oh, wait, your baby's too small. We think your baby's 34 weeks now not 36 weeks Mm -hmm. and then if it's if your baby's 34 weeks then that means he might have issues breathing like his lungs are underdeveloped so we have to give you a steroid shot so i'm like okay give me the fucking steroid shot i didn't want any drugs but here we are that's what you think fine doctor i'll believe you so we got the steroid shot and then they gave me a pill to stop the contractions because they wanted the steroid shot is a two dose thing and there's 12 hours in between each dose so they were like we got to give you time to get the second dose to make sure baby's Mm -hmm. lungs are good so they were trying to stop my labor. Um, and so they I took the pill and I stopped it for like a few hours, like a couple hours. But they came back and then I asked the nurse at that time. I was like, so what's next? Like, what do I do? And she was like, well, you're you're on bed rest. Like I couldn't get up even to the bathroom. I had to use a bedpan. And uh, she's like, you're on bed rest. We got to give time for this medicine to work. And then we'll see like where you where you're at with your labor. 
So I'm like, okay. And I was getting a lot of contractions, but I was breathing through them. I was doing, I'm like, this is my training. Like my training is, yeah. <laughs> like I've been training for this. Mm-hmm. So like I'll feel the contractions come and I'm, I'm like being grateful and like just accepting each contraction and, and um, breathing through it. And I was really calm. So like my whole laboring, besides the the fucking hecticness of like dealing with hospital people, because that just dis- disrupted the labor process. Besides those little interruptions, like everything else, like I was fucking nailing it. Like I was doing so good. I was managing each contraction. It was not painful. It was just um, like there was just pressure. And I think I was like I I was having a good time with it. It got to a point where it was like 2 a.m. And they were finally leaving me alone. And the lights were all dim. It was really relaxing. Casey was reading me this. um, So and through hypnobirthing oh we were listening to the book there's this thing called rainbow meditation where he like talks about each color of the rainbow and like i have to like meditate and like focus on what he's saying so he was reading me the rainbow meditation and there were certain parts where i'd tell him like okay stop talking and when like when i tell him to stop talking that's because i started getting like a really peaked contraction Mm -hmm. and so we were going through the rainbow meditation and then at one point like towards the end I got this, it's called the fetal ejection reflex. And that's what you need to not tear. <laughs> like that's that's oh, what your that's what okay. your body does. Just like when you're taking a shit, mm-hmm. like your you body re- naturally <clears throat> releases the poop, right? So this so giving birth, like my body had that uh fetal ejection reflex where I literally felt his head like shoot down to like oh, my okay, to like, where, yeah. like the opening of my vagina pretty much. I felt like he was about to come out. So in that at that point I'm like oh man like i couldn't not push like that's what that Mm -hmm. feels like and i was like oh my god the baby's coming now so i told casey i'm like call the doctor that the baby's coming and so at this point i'm just like breathing through it breathing through it and like like just my body's pushing on its own and so he calls the nurse and then the nurse rushes in and she she fucking jams her fingers up my (gasps) vagina without like asking or nothing i was just so I'm like, okay, that was fucking painful. She, she like went in there and then she's like, oh, the head's here. Like, let me call the doctor. And then that's like from that moment, I was like, I shouldn't have called the doctor. Mm. I should have just had this kid on this bed by myself because from the for the next 20 minutes, that's when in, the contractions were so intense. It, the whole fucking circus came into my room. Mm. I counted how many people at one point. There were eight people in my room. Mm. Why the fuck? there are eight people in my room there's no need for that many people um and so anyway they were they were yelling at me don't push don't push and i'm like i can't not push right first of all second of all fuck you i'm gonna push yeah <laughs> like it's my, like i can't avoid it and and so i'm like on my back the doctor's like scrubbing in and he keeps telling me like don't push oh and then so i had these leg compressions on my leg which is like this machine that like like pushes my legs together. Oh, kind of like a blood pressure cuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's like that, but on my legs because they didn't want me to get blood clots thinking that I was going to lay there for two days for like 48 hours right. while I Helps waited. Helps with circulation. So they had that on my legs and my contractions now synced up to this leg compression. So my contraction was from my the top of my my uterus, like the top of my belly, all the way to my toes. Oh my God. I felt my contractions all the way down. So when the doctor came in, I was like, can you please take off the leg compressions? He's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like all scrubbing and like trying to like be all frantic and stuff. But like, he just ignored me to take off the leg compressions. And I'm like, I'm like, take these off. But it got to a point where like my brain was so mushed 
that I couldn't really form words. Like I there like when that lady came and like gave me the cervical check, I wanted to tell her like don't fucking touch me, but I couldn't. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even like speak. Like it was just I was it was just so intense. The contractors were so intense and feeling his head move down the birth con- canal was like so intense. I was trying to focus on that, but then there was just so much commotion around me and then they they turn on the lights all bright they're like scrubbing in all these nurses running around everywhere and like just like yelling at each other like to fucking get this get that and all this shit and it was just it was chaotic and like it did not need to be like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was and so anyway they're they're like okay now you gotta push you gotta push 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 and so i'm fighting with the doctor to because he kept pushing my legs out like my knees out and i learned that your pelvic inlet like if you like right now put your hands on your sits bone so like put your hand under, underneath on, on the bone of your butt mm-hmm. on both your hands oh it goes in when you like right. when you when oh yeah you, when you spread your knees apart those two bones come your sits bones, together come together mm-hmm. so it closes your pelvic inlet when you push your knees in it opens tell me which one do you need to push a baby out yeah right, right. open or close <laughs> so yeah. This doctor kept pushing my knees out. He's like, no, I'm out. And I was fighting him. And I was like, no, you're you're closing the pelvic inlet. I literally <laughs> yelled at him that. And if I was just so exhausted of fighting him off. At another point, this nurse comes in. And she's like trying to jam a mask on my face. Oh, oh. And, I, and then this other nurse was like, leave her alone. And I was like, what the fuck? Like all these people like touching me, doing things and like putting shit on me. And like it was... Oh my God, I, it was not what I wanted at all. And anyway, like I end up, and then another thing that I knew is to be, to forcefully push a shit out, what do you think is going to happen to your asshole? Yeah, that's when you get hernias and all. You're going to get hemorrhoids. You're going to bleed. Yeah. You're going to tear. You're going to tear. They kept telling me to purple, that's called purple pushing. When you're holding your breath and you're like bearing down, there's no need for that shit. If you just let your body do the infant injection reflex, if that happens, you don't. You don't need to push. You don't need to tear. Yeah. You don't need to fucking hold your breath. Imagine pushing a kid out with your holding your breath. Anyway, I'm so like, ugh, still about it. Mm. They kept bullying me to do that. They kept telling me like, no, 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 like you have to hold your breath, mama. Hold your breath. And I'm like, and I'm I'm over here like pushing, but like releasing. Um, I'm like. Like that's how I was yeah. trying to push him out. And they're like, no, hold your breath, hold your breath. And at one point, Casey told me that a nurse got in his face and said the exact words. He said, you need to get in her face and tell her to hold her breath. Wow. Like, why? Why are you so aggressive? Like, why are you so, like, there's no need for that. Jesus. So Future baby daddy, if that happens, hit him. I'll yeah. pay for <laughs> bail. Just fight him. Fight him. So mm. then they kept yelling and then Casey ignored her. And then, of course, because that's because you, your husband knows. Yeah. He's like, I went through the training too. Yeah, <laughs> we don't do this. If I yell at her, I'm gonna be in the next right. room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like, I'm not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he. Uh, so yeah. So then they 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 just kept trying to tell me to do that in an event. I got just so tired of them telling me to do things, and I'm over here trying to push a baby out yeah. with no epidural, no pain, like no nothing. Ooh. I was feeling everything that I I gave up. Like I got so exhausted at, from them. Like Berating it literally yeah. felt like bullying. Like, yeah. Fucking do this, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fine, I'll fucking do it. So then I just pushed my knees out. I started bearing down. I started purple pushing. And then the doctor's like, 
oh we're gonna have to cut her <gasps> and then i'll and then i told casey i grabbed his hand i was like i was because I, I couldn't fucking speak yeah and then casey's like no episiotomy no episiotomy and the doctor is like arguing now with casey like well if i don't cut her she's gonna tear mm. and then all this shit and then i was just like fucking fine but i guess he didn't hear me say fine so then he didn't cut me thankfully mm -hmm. but i ended up fucking tearing because i felt him stick his fingers inside to get the baby's oh. head out there's no need for that let his head just come out naturally <sighs> the key to consistent good hair days using ingredients that benefit your hair and function of beauty makes just that it makes hair care products that are 100 customizable made for your hair where it's at now and where you want to go function of beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. Founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. Function of Beauty offers 54 trillion possible formulations. Every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free and they never use sulfates or paradins. You can also go completely silicone-free. Here's how it works. First, take the quick hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, and oil control. Does your hair get frizzy in the winter but oily in the summer? Function formulations are meant to be changed when your needs change. Next, choose your color and fragrance and go dye or fragrance free. Then get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. Currently, I'm using um, one for my dry hair. I made it purple and it smells like roses. You can even control how much scent you want in it and I chose the strongest one because I love the smell of roses. Say goodbye to generic hair care today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash bigmood to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com bigmood to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash bigmood to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. All right, guys, I have a question. How many times do you get up in the middle of the night? Because if you have a little one, then you know it has been a while since you got through a full night without interruptions. I know that's the truth for me and my husband, Casey. We have a three-month-old baby and these past three months have been full of interruptions. We have not had a full night's rest until we received Coterie diapers, which, oh my goodness, they're a godsend. Honestly, I am such a huge fan of these diapers. The hype is real, you guys. The hype is real. Real. Coterie is the highest performing diaper on the market for infants and toddlers with up to two times more liquid capacity and up to four times faster moisture wicking versus other brands. And that has been proven in my household. I'm telling you, there have been nights that we put our son Luca to sleep and he will not wake up like the whole night. I'm like, wait, this is weird. It has been like a good, I don't know, five hours with the same diaper and he's perfectly comfortable. And I'm telling you, these diapers are so freaking soft. So Coterie diapers are made with clothing grade material. So they're not raspy and like just scratchy and noisy like other diapers. Like you could definitely feel a difference with Coterie and it definitely gives that cashmere like feel. So my baby definitely has been feeling way more comfortable for longer during the day and night. I cannot stress enough how much I love these diapers. And you know what else is really cool is that they are dermatologist tested and they only use the cleanest ingredients. Plus, Coterie wipes are National Eczema Association approved. That's freaking amazing. And Coterie has been awarded best diaper and wipes by both The Bump and Parents.com. So forget about nighttime leaks and wet sheets and try the Rolls Royce of diapers. 
Coterie. Right now, Coterie is partnering with our podcast to offer you 20% off your first order plus free shipping at coterie.com slash bigmood. That's Coterie spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E dot com slash bigmood for 20% off and free shipping. Coterie.com slash bigmood. So I ended up having a second degree vaginal tear. Okay, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody clinch <laughs> right now. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, okay. Your eyes got watery, Yeah, Tina. I was just fucking... Okay, hold on. Sorry. At least it was in a perineal tear, okay. which is a tear towards the butt. Oh, yeah. Butthole. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. It was off to the side. Anyway, like, I didn't need to tear. My whole pelvic floor was shot like afterwards when i was in the recovering room i couldn't hold my pee like my pee was just coming out and Mm. i'm like there was no need for that either yeah if i didn't if i didn't have to purple push if he didn't have to like stick his fingers inside and that's another thing too like you're not you don't need to reach out the baby come out the baby can come out on its own unless there's like your baby's head or your feet coming out like yeah um, exactly unless it's It's necessary necessary. so So, unnecessary stretching with more hands in there right yeah but also it can fuck up the baby's neck like babies have injuries from delivery mm -hmm. oh i just saw one yesterday where a baby got a huge laceration because they cut c-section too deep yeah yeah i mean there's a lot that can go wrong uh yeah. I was a complicated birth, but with your situation and your preparation and it. it yeah. And I, I was <sighs> so adamant, too, and telling them, like, listen, I, I like I prepared for this. Like, please don't do this. Don't do this. And then I, I even had a birth plan and mm-hmm. it was a visual birth plan. It wasn't like a fucking like 10 pages of written yeah. shit. It was easy. Like, it was just so easy. It, just, they just didn't care. He didn't even look at it. Yeah. The doctor didn't, didn't even look at it. He just had the nurse like, OK, what? Okay, yeah, have her deal mm-hmm. with it. And so I'm like, God damn it. It was like anything wrong that could happen. Not anything, because there was a lot of good things that happened, thankfully. Like I didn't have to do uh, a C-section. Right. I didn't. I thankfully, I didn't have any medications like or any pain meds, at least. And thankfully, Luca came out okay because they had a NICU team there. That's like there was two extra people out of those. All those people. There was two people there from the NICU team just in case he had complications, which I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. Like, at least, even though I'm complaining a lot you because found the, it didn't. You found the bright side. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's okay to vent about this because this whole experience is something that a lot of women have gone through. And I never fully heard about an experience like this. Like, I know what my mom went through and my dad always describes, like, it was, I had a very complicated birth. So, you know, when you describe the circus coming in, there was that moment that happened within my mom and my dad had stepped out. Um, my umbilical cord was like wrapped around my neck. And also I stressed out when I was in uh, in the womb and I actually like, I almost died in there because I choked on my, I, I pooped myself. Yeah, that's really you know, dangerous. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so it was so. But then also something inside you knew like, God, if I come out, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm yeah, not supposed to be this. here. So, so, you know, like I've always heard like how traumatic my mom's experience with me was with the, with the rest of them. It wasn't. But um, at one point, my dad said that they had my mom on all fours and they brought in uh, because it was a different case they brought in a lot of what are those uh the ones that are learning oh my oh, god students yeah, the like, students brought i in think the there students. were students in my yeah. room too so, there's way too many bro. people and my dad was like pretty much my dad almost killed the doctor because yeah. he was like this is not how it's supposed to work yeah. none of it was supposed to happen so my mom was on all fours at one point in time and he was like this what the 
fuck are you doing to my wife? Well, mm-hmm. on all fours is is a good position. But to it was. Get into. But he walks into the room and there's students staring at you know, and he's yeah. like, "This is not. This is not a learning. I, that's not what we signed yeah. up for." Mm-hmm. But I've never actually heard my mom tell the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always heard it from my dad's perspective and my mom has chimed in here and there, but you know, she has five kids and mm-hmm. I was of course a special baby. She was like, <laughs> of course it would be you. Um, <laughs> but to to hear like, you're not, I don't feel like it's complaining. I feel anytime we have a plan and we train for something and you and you go through the necessary steps to, to do your due diligence to do the work to do the work uh we're not really taught this we're um still learning about the right way to do everything Mm -hmm. and yes of course you found the bright side but i feel so many times that we don't allow people to express themselves yeah and we tell people to just be grateful and you're completely ignoring the trauma that you you went through thank you so much for that because that's so that's so a fear of mine even just i was kind of dreading talking about this on the show it's gonna have a lot of judgment for sure but as a woman who I have chills right now. So as a woman who has not had a child and I've witnessed, you know, my friends go through pregnancies and I saw uh, one of them have a baby. It was completely different, but we don't really give the mothers the opportunity to express their experience because everyone's just supposed to be grateful that you gave life. Yeah. But you are still a person. You're what you went through should not be ignored or deemed complaining because mm-hmm. Just because you gave birth and now you're a mother again, you don't lose you as a person. Mm -hmm. And so many times we just think because now you're a mother that all your feelings go out the window because your baby is healthy. And that's also a huge problem that society has placed upon yeah, women. Yeah, like the bar is so low where it's like, oh, healthy mom, healthy baby. There's more to There's that, so though. There's so much like, we can more at least to have it. A, a non-traumatic experience mm-hmm. during birth, for sure. And I really appreciate you saying all that because with my birth center, their whole thing, too, was like, that, like I cried the last time I talked about it because they treated me as a whole person. They're like, mm-hmm. how are your emotions about this right. pregnancy or just about your life? Is there any trauma that you're getting through? Every time they touch me, they ask me like, is it okay if I touch your belly? Right. Aww. And like a fucking complete opposite in the hospital where mm-hmm. it's like, you're just a ragdoll piece of meat that we have to treat. And like, that's what it felt like. And it just really sucks that I was trying so hard to avoid it. Yeah. It's a lot of people have fears with the hospital, mm-hmm. not even with just giving birth. Again, something that you planned, but so many people avoid going to the hospital, even for just a checkup because they don't feel seen. And the people that are, you know, in these hospitals, they're like, honestly, we're we have a, a 500 of you coming in. I, I'm trying to do, you know, yeah, you, if I you don't were, blame the people in yeah, the hospital at all. Honestly, it would, I, I blame really, the, the practices, like yeah. the procedures, like the fucking this is our policy. Like right. This is what we got to do. And it's just like because we know that people too yeah we know that there's legal we we all hospitals are about money about money if we were to sit doctors nurses and patients in a room and said please tell us all your experiences as a human and not just as a professional there would be so much more of an understanding but we have such a separation as a society between patient and doctor Mm -hmm. to where there's so much fear yeah. And you and what you've gone through shouldn't be ignored. And anybody that's out there listening, whether you are a mother or wanting to be one or a husband or a baby daddy, anybody like listening to this should humanize us all because 
we don't think about you anymore as just a person. You're a mother. And that's not fair because or at a patient the, yeah. or as a patient. And we should hear and not judge. I can feel you right now. Mm-hmm. And I can feel that I hope someone one day when it's my turn to go through this listens to me and understands whatever I'm going through because that's scary. We don't have kids. Yeah. I I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really there's there's like so much also more to share about that day like another thing that just popped in my mind it was like that last nurse that I had for example like I had to take that that steroid shot and Mm -hmm. she had to put it on my butt cheek and she was like okay this is really gonna hurt like it's gonna hurt and I'm like I'm good with pain like don't worry like I've been killing these contractions like they're I'm good and she's Mm -hmm. like you're good with pain all right well we'll see and like she just and like she just kept like this is game to you lady like she wants to torture people and then I'm just like what the fuck dude like where's the empowerment here yeah. like why are you making me doubt myself that yeah. i can handle pain when i'm literally in labor right now like what the fuck kind of logic is that that's one thing another thing too that really um was like why was when i was ignoring them to and i wasn't purple pushing um and they were like i was just letting i was waiting for my body to have that reflex the doctor kept saying like Mama, you need to push now. Your baby's in distress. And I could hear the monitors. Like, he was mm-hmm. not in distress. Like, yeah. the fucking doctor just lied to me to try to get me to push. And then he's he started saying, he's like, he started talking to the nurses. Like, yeah, see, she's not pushing. This isn't going to work. You know what? Start prepping for C-section. And I'm like, and then I, at that point, I wailed. And I said, give me a chance. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. I fucking. And then when I said that, Casey <clears throat> said, because I had my eyes closed <clears throat> the whole time. I don't know what they were doing. But Casey said, like everyone kind of like took a step back a little bit because they were just so like like this on me like fucking attacking and when i like i literally was holding back the tears telling them like let like give me a chance yeah like why are you not giving me a chance Mm -hmm. like this is fucked up like it's only been i was only in labor from that first contraction to when he was born it was 20 minutes damn wow it was only 20 minutes all that in 20 minutes they didn't they didn't even like they had zero patience zero patience to let me do what my body was meant to do and yeah it's just i don't know man it's just really like i think about i run it back in my head and there's so many things that i wish i would have said like so many times that i wish i would have been like don't fucking touch me or get the fuck off me or Mm -hmm. not call the doctor have luca in the bed there with me and like and then be like okay now you can call the doctor or don't even go to the hospital but like i have all these scenarios but then also like looking at the bright side part of it like i can't i can't keep doing that to myself because who knows what would have happened if like if they weren't there like what if going back to you mentioned your cord around wrapped around your neck something that i learned was that all like almost all babies have their cords wrapped around their necks and it doesn't mean that you're you can't breathe or you can't you're suffocating it's Mm -hmm. there's a tiny tiny percent chance of that actually being dangerous right which is when it's pinched Mm -hmm. like if the cord is pinched that's where you're getting your the blood yeah and like oxygenated blood and all that that's when it's really dangerous and then if you're the fetal distress for sure that's super dangerous but like for the most part though it's like oh the you're not the baby's not breathing through their right their their, throat or mm -hmm. anything so it's just like i don't know learning about all these things that we are taught to fear which that has no um evidence base behind it or whatever like i don't know it's just really interesting um learning 
a lot of things but then it sucks like I, I just have this huge amount of like yucky feelings about it because I was so educated so adamant and I fought so hard and I still didn't get what I what I was yeah, hoping yeah. for but what I did get <laughs> is like the bare minimum right is like ha- healthy baby right I was healthy I'm healthy um luckily he didn't have to go to the NICU at all I just got a few stitches and I was fine even afterwards they kept they gave me that was another thing too like he was trying to there's this thing called cord traction like Mm -hmm. after the baby's born and they cut the umbilical cord they pull on the umbilical cord to detach the placenta Placenta. Mm -hmm. you don't need to pull the umbilical cord it detaches on its own if you're patient enough Mm -hmm. but doctors these days and the, the procedures the policies whatever they just pull on the cord so it detaches and then you hemorrhage because it's not it's not yeah it's properly coming out mm-hmm. so that's what happened in my case so i started hemorrhaging and and then the doctor was just like oh yeah uh give her pitocin and i was just like no i don't want pitocin but at that point i was already hemorrhaging he's like well she's gonna bleed out because casey was like no pitocin and then she's like she's gonna bleed out like look she's already hemorrhaging and i'm like you motherfuckers because you fucking pulled right on the cord and, and i was adamant about that too beforehand i was like no cord traction but he did it anyway he didn't let he didn't let my body just attach a placenta on its own. Mm. That's one thing. Another thing, I could my body couldn't even produce enough oxytocin to stop the bleeding because they immediately took them away. Like mm. Casey didn't get to fucking cut the umbilical cord, by oh, the way. Wow. Casey, when he when Luca finally came out and I heard his cry, I was I was moving the drape because they put all these drapes. I was moving the drapes and they're like, no, mama, don't touch. It's sterile. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm trying to see my baby. Yeah. They didn't give me Luca. Right, yeah. I didn't get instant what? skin to skin. They fucking he cut them. I sent Casey. I was like, I was like, cut the cord, cut the cord. And then I sent him around. And when he went around, he's like, no, dad, it's sterile here. No, no, no. You're going to contaminate. So they didn't let Casey cut the cord. They took Luca right away, put him on the warmer and wiped him down and i didn't want him to get wiped down either that white stuff is called vernix and mm-hmm. it's really good for your baby you're supposed to like rub it in not wipe it off and they wiped it off completely and then not until like I, they were checking or whatever this part i'm like okay they needed to do this because he was preterm in their definition so they would needed to make sure he was okay i understand that part but it's still upsetting that yeah i couldn't get immediate skin to skin finally when they bring him around like i'm just like dude we miss those like precious moments like, yeah. moments exactly like these moments we can't get back yeah and yeah and then like delivering the placenta too like that was not very nice because like i said he pulled it right. and then he was just rough as fuck and because i wasn't numbed up like i felt everything he did oh, gosh. and i was just like man it was just it was a lot <laughs> yeah and i encourage everybody that's listening right now to to listen from um uh like as a person not as whatever anybody else has told you or your preconceived notions or what you experience i think a lot of the times we listen with our own experiences uh, which causes us to judge Mm -hmm. people and i believe that there should be more conversations around the actual experience of birth and what you wanted and what you went through Mm -hmm. because so many times the bare minimum is uh what you're pretty much force fed to accept Mm -hmm. with how you feel um i know i think about those things can i deal with this and when i talk to my friends and allow them a safe space to share their experiences without feeling judged i feel like it's so vital because 
if we're just going based off of what we've seen, I don't want to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how it's scary it's, to us. It's, it's terrifying to think that I no longer become a person. Mm. Um, my feelings no longer yeah. become valid because mm-hmm. you should just be grateful mm-hmm. to have a healthy baby. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't talk about the aftermath uh, mentally or just mentally. You're ex- that's a, tra- it's a traumatic experience. It is. And not just for you, but for your birth partner too. Right. Like I, I asked Casey, I'm like, how are your thoughts and emotions after everything? He was just like trying to process everything. He's like, yeah, like it, it was a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't, think about that we don't have those conversations and allow parents to openly just talk about what they went through without feeling like everyone's gonna think so low of you Mm -hmm. to just share your experience and knowing you you already know how this is gonna go and how some people are just gonna think and not just that but like i think by sharing and even though like you know how i said like i was kind of dreading talking about this but the reason why I am talking about it, though, is because I feel like by talking about your experiences, I hope that someone out there that's preparing to have a baby or that will have a baby in the future can educate themselves enough and to be an advocate for themselves more than I could have. Like mm-hmm. even even as much as I I was adamant about doing whatever I was trying to do and trying to do um, trying to be there for for me and for my baby, like it still didn't pan out the way. I was hoping to, but hopefully by hearing my story, like it helps other other moms out there yeah. because it's all this is like so avoidable. It's like mm-hmm. infuriating how all of this is so avoidable. Like there's stories of like moms having to get a C-section because they, they had failure to progress in their labor. And that's just because the hospitals weren't patient enough or they're instilling like doubt like that nurse like, oh, really? You can handle pain? Like, we'll see. Like, yeah. there's no reason for that. And it is just there's so many blocks that happen, like so many roadblocks that happen for for a natural labor to even be euphoric and nice and like how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Because as a society, we're just so trained to be like, oh, yeah, see, birth is scary. And then what you see on on the movies and stuff, it's like moms are screaming. I was screaming, too, because I. I was screaming as loud as I possibly could as I was getting him out. Like those last few minutes of like pushing, I was screaming at the top of my lungs and they were yelling at me, mama, don't scream, don't scream. Or I'm what like, do you mean, why? What the fuck do you want me to do? You're yeah. yelling at me. You have all these bright lights. It's all this fucking commotion. You're pushing my knees out. Like it's like all this shit mm-hmm. where at that point, at those final moments when it should have been euphoric and like me bringing my child into this world and being happy. Instead, it was filled with anger and distress, yeah. frustration, pain. I, I was in pain. Now, mm-hmm. there was no need to be in pain. Yeah. But at this point, with all that commotion that happened, like that's what ended up happening. And it's just it's really disappointing mm-hmm. and i try like the like for the few weeks after postpartum um i i kept like trying to suppress all these emotions like oh just be happy like okay fine i, mm-hmm. I didn't get a c-section cool You're forcing I got, yourself to be grateful i got yeah, yeah. i'm like i got my natural birth all right cool 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 and then like i just i felt those feelings negative feelings get bigger and mm-hmm. like that resentment grow stronger and so at one point i remember i was in the shower and then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to be mad. Yeah. I'm going to be fucking yeah. pissed. Right. I'm, I'm pissed. This didn't pan out this way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be sad. And then, like, once I allowed myself to feel those feelings, 
like they lessened mm-hmm. a little bit and it, so i'm like oh shit release it out yeah, yeah. i guess it, that's how you really i just yeah. i never knew this is like the first experience in my life where i actually allowed myself to feel these feelings absolutely and it helps but mm-hmm. i still obviously have a lot yeah too. it just that what you just said you allowed yourself to feel we preach therapy 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 everybody needs therapy which we all do mm-hmm. but you know why because we suppress yeah everything yeah. you are being told you're not allowed to feel. Mm-hmm. So you are now going to have to vent to somebody in a safe space mm-hmm. so that you can allow your emotions to be to be out there without being judged. We're so caught up in telling everybody how they're supposed to feel, but then mm-hmm. turn around and preach mental health and preach therapy. But essentially, what is therapy? It's teaching you how to express uh, what you've gone yeah. through, and what you've suppressed. So just being able to find safe spaces to release something that is what you're feeling Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to worry as much about i need to just be grateful gratitude comes from a from a place of true it's a true emotion that Mm -hmm. we feel and we're we're constantly forcing people to be grateful when they're not and that's essentially guilt tripping Mm -hmm. everyone into making them feel like there's something wrong with them and and there's more suppressing which is more suppressing which adds on to all these emotions that you're already feeling that your body is naturally going through Mm -hmm. like what you're feeling is going to happen whether you want it to or not because your hormones are still doing their own thing your body is literally not your own at the moment Mm -hmm. and it should be okay to have people have these discussions and these conversations and to listen because if you don't talk about this, it can come out later. Mm-hmm. We, we we see the effects of suppressing trauma and how they show up in our day to day lives years later. That's the reason why my midwives were really adamant about like what trauma are you working yeah. through, or like what trauma do you, do you have in your past? Because whatever you have, it will come up when you're in labor. Exactly. <laughs> and like you want to handle that before you're in labor. And mm-hmm. I'm happy that you allowed yourself mm-hmm. and allowed yourself to just feel. It's okay to to not always be happy. It's okay to not always feel grateful. Yeah. But that's why you have to talk through it mm-hmm. and you have to release it because it is physical. We mm-hmm. talk about stress. Stress kills you. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why people are still not understanding. They're like, oh, just relax. You try to do everything to relax. Yeah. Now you're stressed. Mm-hmm. I know your body's going to feel it. And it's one of the most difficult things to try to get over because there isn't just a magic pill that makes you not feel stressed anymore because yeah. the stress is still there. Yeah. You just suppress mm-hmm. it if it if it is like that's how people end up going to substances. And right. You're and just suppressing. I'm you know, the process is still you're still releasing. And mm-hmm. I think you sharing should allow other people to understand that what they're feeling is OK. You're mm-hmm. not just being ungrateful and complaining. You're releasing the stress yeah and it's going to help you be a better person a happier person a better wife a better friend a better mother because you're not going to be feeling this weight on you yeah and you're around people that want you to just keep letting it up Mm -hmm. yeah because one day you're not going to feel that weight anymore yeah because you're not carrying it around yeah it may not be tomorrow but I hope other people hear the release because I can feel you're like lighter already yeah, after just I sharing. Do feel lighter. Yeah, just like sharing yeah. that. And thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's a lot, you know, to, to learn. Yeah. And to feel like you can mm-hmm. feel it. But yeah, I hope that it just continues to keep thank getting you, it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Let it all out. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you went through that, but I'm glad that you can actually let it out to feel yeah. better and lighter. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah I, I, do, I do feel lighter right now just letting it all out i do also want to just talk about all the good stuff luca is so freaking adorable oh, cute the best. so is there like a certain <laughs> amount of time until we can see him because of like baby stuff and stuff well like that? yeah so that's the thing i i left it in casey's hands because mm-hmm. i'm like you know like what would you feel comfortable with oh, and so i love that yeah so like he he said he wanted to wait until like we searched like when do babies get their immune system developed and it's about the three month mark okay. Okay. so he told his family like don't come until luca's three months mm-hmm. um the only person that has seen luca other than me casey and isaac is my mom mm-hmm. like she's She's the only one that, and she held him only once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's seen him twice, but, but like at a distance. But yeah, it's just, that's just what Casey's wishes. He yeah. wanted to be really careful. But then now, like all this time has passed. He's Luca's about to get his two month shots. So we discussed it again. And Casey's like, maybe after his shots. And I'm like, whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, that's so, awesome. sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. I've been sending Tiff like voice messages to yeah, let Luca so listen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, hey, what's up, you little shit? I can't wait to meet you. You're so, you're so fucking cute. Oh my yeah, god, I, I hate you already, but I love you. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Tiffany, make sure he listens to it, okay? Yeah, it's me, your Thea Gina. You'll know who I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love seeing the involvement of both parents i love seeing dads being involved mm, i yeah. hate the narrative that men are not always involved in their children's lives there are, are they babysit their kids yeah. no. no this is yeah. your son is with his father yeah, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> you live in your life what the fuck you think is supposed <laughs> to happen I've like seen it's like, people comment like your your husband isn't just like a free babysitter it's like that's the that's baby dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm the free babysitter. Right. As a mom, but that's, right. What, that's what. And I love the fact that you are discussing that he has an option. He has that he has him. an opinion in his child's life as yeah, well. Of a lot of again, it's the narrative that we've just been fed, and yeah. it's not the norm. It's really not it's because not. I think of Tim too as a father. You know, um, the way that it, <laughs> Tim's scheduling is revolved around beta sleep. It is. Yeah. It's it should like, be. You know. Yeah. But it's like you know. You there. We have this going on and and having the conversations and you see active fathers and mm-hmm. I was raised a lot by my dad. Yeah. My mom was a working mother and my dad was very hands on with everything. You know. And that's what I've always seen. So I've just is hearing um, a lot of other people's stories about like, well, you know. Unfortunately, there are absentee fathers. There Mm. are, you know, mothers that are going through postpartum. There are some people that don't connect with the babies. Like every story Mm. is so different, but it is really nice to hear having a male involved with their child's life should not be something that's surprising they have an opinion they made the baby you are having a conversation with your partner and with your husband and doing what's best for your child and I think that's what makes the hard moments when parenting comes around or relationships really easier to work through because Mm -hmm. now you're both being heard and you both have a say yeah and I want to see your baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to smell him. I love that new boy. Oh, oh yeah, he I smells see amazing. The baby. I need to stop being around people with cute ass kids because I'm over here like, hey, y'all be looking good after two. I'm like, I think I can do it. I was like, I'm in radio for a reason. They gotta see me. Yeah. It's all good. Oh, his yeah. little toes. I know. Oh, oh my I god. A, I got a question. Are you mm. eating your placenta? Oh. Uh, I I couldn't even if I wanted to. They fucking threw it away right away. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They threw away your placenta? Yeah, they didn't even ask or nothing. I mean, whatever. Okay. I, t- I wasn't planning for it. Uh-huh. 
Because I know Tim tried to make his into some. I don't know. Sorry, Tim and Shia. I I remember they talked about cooking it. I don't remember. I think he did eat it. Yeah, I don't remember. I know people that like it. Pills. I was considering doing the encapsulation. Yeah, but he came so fast. I didn't even get to that point. But they don't. (laughs) They just tossed it out. Yeah, they didn't even ask you. No. Okay, so we got some. We got some. They don't ask. Like, that's the thing that I learned. Oh, they don't ask. They don't ask you for anything. They didn't ask me if I could have students in the fucking room. They didn't ask me if they Whoa. can stick their fingers up my vagina while I'm in the middle of pushing this kid out. They didn't ask um for freaking Casey to cut the umbilical cord. Damn. Like they didn't ask anything. Like it was whatever. I don't know. I think, but I'm not gonna say like okay. The one thing I do need to say because I know a lot of people are gonna feel strongly about this. My experience does not mean it's going to be the same experience for yeah. everyone. Right. My, of course. The hospital staff that I had doesn't mean that all hospital staff treat yes. their patients that way. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. policies that this stupid ass hospital had doesn't mean that all the hospitals have. Mm-hmm. So that just, there's it a little disclaimer. Saying, but yeah. you have to. But Welcome I have to, to say it. Yes. <laughs> so. But learning experience, I know when that day comes, I'm going to be diff. Yeah. All right. What I is mean, going on? I feel so passionate about this now after learning. Because yeah. with Isaac, he was a C section. I, I was 18. I didn't know anything. I, yeah. I was just falling in line with the way things are done already. And that's the thing. Like, that's now that I've educated myself, I find it really disappointing that pregnant moms are just like, oh, I don't know. I mean, the doctor knows, right? Like, let me just leave it up to his hands. Like, girl, no, this is your body, your baby. You educate yourself. Look up evidence based birth. Just look up that website and educate yourself. Like there's so much, there's so many things that are just done because of procedure, policy, whatever. And then as a patient, you're like, well, I trust my doctor has the best interest in mind for me. And I'm not saying that they don't. It's just that they might be taught things that don't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. And it's okay to have an opinion about your body because it is your body. I really believe there's uh, we're going to we should be seeing a lot more content uh, from you when it comes to this, because there are tons of women and men that are going to learn a lot from your experience. Mm-hmm. And I I know I have a ton of questions. I know when that day comes, I'm gonna be asking you a ton of questions <laughs> and not just about like, how am I supposed to wash this baby? How am I supposed to make it live long enough? Yeah, how seriously. am I supposed to make it live long oh enough to where God. it can walk? Yeah. Um, Even past the walking. Shit, you gotta keep it alive right? for a long I look at my parents like, How'd y'all do this? Because I, I know. Saying, dude, like, I was running into every. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Babies are hell bent on just killing themselves. Right. Dude. Like, so that's crazy. We got to tons. Me. Of, we're going to have yeah. a lot of questions, yeah. but you should continue to um, educate others, um, provide mm. resources. I think yeah. it's very important. It becomes a support. Uh, you have a group. I see why mothers gravitate towards each other yeah. um, instead of just talking about it with everyone else but i think Mm -hmm. this is great it starts such an amazing conversation um with your partner i know it makes me now think of uh, which i do think of who is uh who would i like to go through that process oh yeah that's a that's a big thing i consider with dating Mm -hmm. uh because you know (laughs) your girl wants a your girl wants a baby one day (laughs) (laughs) one day not today or tomorrow (laughs) but eventually so yeah yeah, Yeah. thank you for sharing thank you girl Gina, we didn't get to you. That's fine. You're you're way more important and interesting. <laughs> I got two TV shows. Whatever. I'm I, got two, I got two TV shows. I got a third Dungeons and Dragons show coming out. Yeah. Like that. Like, yeah just we're secretly that. dating. Yeah, we're secretly dating. It's not dating. secret anymore. 
um i'm i had i just got a so i'm still with g4 tv i got two shows on there attack of the show thank you and imitation of party where i literally played i get paid to play dungeons and dragons on tv it's fun as shit that's so hot it's so much fun and then dungeons and dragons (laughs) the actual uh watsy wizards of the coast that made dungeons and dragons just hired me on a new show that i'm what? doing every wednesday now that'll be on Congrats. the official dnd uh thank you the official dnd youtube so do i propose now or later where do we get We're gonna the paper? Have like, a, like a dragon Sign. wizard wedding <laughs> there's gonna be like sports involved they're gonna be like this is just really strange there's gonna be a lot they're gonna be like sports ah, wizard you know what we're inviting the wizards Yes. Yeah, it's a basketball team. It's oh my god, that's the perfect combination. Perfect combination. Exactly, it's gonna be dope. <laughs> that's why you're so. Um, she's so smart. <laughs> no, her neck is arching. My <laughs> nipples are hard. Oh my god. We we'll find our... a way. I'll find a way to put two and two together. Oh, it works out. <laughs> they say. They say that the perfect person doesn't exist. She's right here. She's right there. She has yellow hair. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the only thing that's an update. Oh, uh, I released merch, like a small merch run. Oh, it yeah, was like, I saw that. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like a meme merch, like just trolley, because I made an ABG merch. I love it. Like for fun. You know, yeah, it was a cute. small drop for fun, because um, I started working with a new merch company that my agency got me, and we did well. And then I'll be working on new merch soon, dropping that for a more like broader audience. Uh, but other than that, you know, same thing, you know, waking up in the mornings crying because the sun's barely <laughs> up, you know. I have to commute now, and now the gas prices are high as shit because oh, Russia yeah. doesn't know how to fucking act. <laughs> and like the one year that I had to start commuting for work, I gotta pay six bucks a gallon now. Damn. So, you know, shit's just, it hurts. Um, yeah, I but, feel you. Uh, other than that, nothing crazy, nothing big. I think the big story here is we got a baby in the house There's now. A baby! You know, that's what I wanted to hear. So Yay. that's yeah. Me. But if you guys look, we got to wrap this up. I know I got a pump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. They're rock hard now. They're full. Make sure you guys check out Tiff's <laughs> Tiff and Cases YouTube channel. Yes. I'm sure they're gonna post way yeah. more stories about this, more in detail of what happened, what's yep. going on, what's up with baby Luca. Yeah. Check out Nikki. All yeah. her socials will be here. She's coming out with shoes and stuff. Oh, I can't wait to see them. Thanks. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for watching. Yeah. And check out Gina. On oh, G4. I'm on, oh, yeah. Hello. Uh, G4 TV. We're on linear. We're on television. We're on cable network, and we're also on Twitch yeah. and YouTube. Check out G4 TV, but also check out my stream on yeah. Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Miss Gina Darling. Yeah. Um, uh, check out all of there are links down below. Yeah. Whatever you know, like check out our sponsors. Buy it. Make us look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we will see you guys next episode. We love you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.